Hey, welcome to You Had Me at Black. I'm Martina Abrahams Alunga. This week's story comes from Sarah. Newly single after a five-year relationship, she decides to try a new style of dating and learns more about love than she did in the five years prior. So you guys may have noticed that this season sounds a little different than seasons in the past, and it's because we recorded this season over Skype. We've never done that before. Um, But doing so allows us to capture stories from anywhere, which means we get more stories from people of many more walks of life. Um, But it also means that we have less control over our audio quality. So this story will have some scratchy moments, but we just thought it was too good to pass up and not feature in this season. So we thank you for bearing with us. And before we get into the story, we also want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has supported us so far by contributing to our show at youhadmeatblack.com slash 100. Our goal is to receive 100 donations of $10 each week through May 16th. And I've said this so many times, but we are an independent show and we're 100% volunteer run and self-funded. And that's really given us freedom to work on stories that are real and raw and impactful. But it comes with some challenges too, which limits you know, how many stories we can produce and how often. And our mission is to reclaim the Black narrative. And that is huge. And it requires a village and resources, people and time, and quite frankly, coins. And so with your support, and I can't stress this enough because it does take a village, we'll be able to sustain and increase our production, get back to our kickbacks, which we are so excited to do, and ultimately fulfill our mission. So you can actually pause this episode right now and head to youhadmeatblack.com slash 100 to make a contribution. I'll even give you some time to do so. (laughs) All righty. So thank you for your contribution. (laughs) Let's get into Sarah's story. Here's what happened. I want you to breathe all this in. You're listening to You Had Me at Black. Black. Right in the heart of the city. Black. Man, listen, man. Black, black. <laughs> this is You Have Me at Black, and we live, baby. My cousin from D.C. calls me, and she's like, hey, Sarah, I went to this concert last night. It was really, really good, and I think you should go in Chicago. And I'm like, all right, I'll go. And I go to this concert with my friends. We were, like, just talking in the show. And I turned around and I saw this beautiful man. He was like sunshine walking into a room. He walked out on the stage and I said, oh my God, who is that? It felt like my spirit had jumped out of my body. And my friend said it was, let's call him John for now. And I said, oh my God, I love him. Like I never knew I lived another lifetime till right now. Like. I've had this man's babies before. I've had his children before. I love him. And they were like, girl, you sound crazy. So he starts performing on stage, singing and rapping. And I'm dancing. And we're like making eye contact. And he's like winking at me and smiling at me. And like, mind you, we're at a concert. Like, there's a lot of people in this room. 
And I'm in my head, like, oh my God, like, I'm not crazy. Like, so I make my way to the front and it was like the red seat opening. Everybody was like, oh my God, go ahead, go ahead. Of course you can go to the front. Now, y'all know this never happens at concerts. So I get up to the front and he comes to me and like caresses my face. And I'm like, wow, what a familiar touch. Like I've looked into these eyes before and he begins performing. We connect a little more during his performance. And afterwards we link up backstage and we ended up like not hanging out afterwards due to, you know, a few circumstances. And I link up with him on Twitter about a month later, I see him again at a show, and I'm in the audience, and he comes over and grabs my hand and starts singing to me and, like, caresses my face again. And I'm like, oh, my God, he remembers me. Like, I can't believe it. And then he goes to the other girls and, like, sings to them and grabs their hands. And I could tell they were really trying to get his attention and, like, be that girl for the night. And I'm thinking, oh, baby girl, I have showed up like the queen has arrived. And so after the show, we end up linking up. But before we link up, like I was really like, yo, like this is some real whole shit. Like I might have not met him another lifetime, but I definitely don't know him in this one. So I had to like take a lot of shots because I'm like, the only thing I really know is my ex-boyfriend who I was with for five years. So like I take hella shots at Henny. We link up afterwards while we're having sex. Literally, my vagina dried up. I was so dehydrated. And he was like, it's okay. We could just take a water break. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. We take this water break. Yeah, it didn't work. And I was just like crying about how I hadn't had sex in so many months. And I can't believe this happened to me. And he was just like, no, it's okay. It happens. Like, I'll call you when I'm in Chicago again. I said, no, you're not. You're going to call another girl. Why would you do that? He was like, well, you know, tonight you didn't worry about it. Don't ever worry about it. Whenever you're in the room, it'll always be you. Don't ever question it. And I said, okay. So a week later, he calls me. I redeem my vagina. And he's off to Australia and Europe to go on this world tour. And my friends are, like, asking me questions, like, have you talked to him again? I'm like, no. And they're like, what? And I was like, yo, like, I feel him in my spirit. I feel so spiritually connected to this man. I don't have to call him. I don't have to talk to him every day. I literally meditate, and he pops up in my meditations. And I'm pretty sure he's thinking of me, too. And so over the next few months, my friends and I are looking up stuff to do for my birthday. And lo and behold, we find a music festival. And it was in Alabama. And he so happened to be performing at this music festival. And from now on, we're going to call him Music Bay. My friends and I link up in Nashville, Tennessee. We get an RV and drive to Alabama. We're at the festival. He's performing. And I swear to God, I kid you not. This man spotted me out in that crowd like Where's Waldo and blew me a kiss in front of everyone. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I knew this was real. I knew we had a connection. I knew I wasn't crazy. And when we linked up later on that night, we're in the shower and he was just like, I never know when I'm going to see you. And I'm just so happy when I see you. And I just want to take care of you. And 
he washed me up from my head to my toes, washed between my toes like I was Jesus Christ himself. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is so beautiful. I love him. And he's just like, happy birthday. And we had this beautiful sex. And in the morning, he kissed me on the forehead and said, I will see you later. And I'm just feeling like, oh, my God, like, I knew this is real. And, like, I knew this was love. And this doesn't look like my love from my five-year relationship, but this is like a new, beautiful love I'm experiencing that my intuition agrees with. A few days later, Music Bay hits me up like, hey, come see me. I'm having a festival. And when I woke up that morning, I went on Twitter and Music Bay retweeted a playlist that Coca-Cola made. I clicked on it, it says serotonin, and it was 17 love songs dedicated to me. So, I go to this festival, I have a great time, I meet these beautiful women, we're all hanging out, and then it just kind of dawned on me as like, I'm hanging out with him and these other women, I'm like, yo, I think he's fucking all of them. But they were so nice and I really loved them, and I never felt like I was competing with anyone ever. I genuinely love these women and as the summer was continuing I would link up with him and we'd hang out and I'm meeting these other women and I'm literally not having a problem with any of them like this wasn't looking like my relationship with my ex-boyfriend where I was in this quote-unquote monogamous relationship where he probably was cheating on me and I didn't know it was just like really open and honest and I didn't have a problem with it I never thought what is this or where is this going girl prove your undying love to me like that never came up I didn't want a boyfriend at that time he just treated me the way I wanted to be treated and I was cool with it so in august my godmother calls me and she says hey sarah quit your job i want you to come to la you don't have to pay for anything like just come live your life i quit my job baby girl i moved to la music bay lives in la too so this is like our relationship changing so now we're developing more of a romantic relationship I'm out here and I'm waking up at his house and he has lavender oil burning for me and incense burning and he has very whimsical music playing in the mornings and I remember specifically that's when Frank Ocean's Blonde came out. So we listen to that very often in the morning time and he always would make me hot tea and put fresh ginger in it. And then feed me pineapples and oranges and give me massages with coconut oil. And I always felt like I was waking up in heaven. I'm like developing this trust that I've never known with another soul. And I've never felt that with any man in my entire life. It was so beautiful and I just couldn't believe that I was experiencing this. One day he was just like, yo, I just wanted you to see the sunset. Like, it's so beautiful. I really wanted you to see it. We go in the backyard. We go hiking up this mountain. And I'm just following his footsteps, knowing if he makes the wrong step, I'm going to fall off this cliff with him. But I know he won't lead me in the wrong direction. And so when we get down from the mountaintop, I had a missed call from my mom. I call her back. She says, Sarah, your brother's just been murdered. And I cried for like a second. I wiped my tears off. And 
I went back in the studio and I didn't tell him because I didn't want him to show up for me. I didn't want our relationship to evolve more than it already was. I didn't want him to love me more. And here I am really needing somebody to support me. I'm really needing somebody to, you know, save me from drowning right now. And I did not want him to be that person. I did not want to open up to him because I didn't know how much more he could love me. And I wasn't ready for that because I had just got out of a five-year relationship. And I was always in shock that this was our real life. I always had to pinch myself because I couldn't believe it. And it was too much for me to handle. So when we got back to his house, I told him that night what happened. And I told him I didn't want to talk about it. So all he did was take care of me like he always did. And he ordered me some food. And he got some cushion orange juice. Like, I think this will make you feel better. That night, we had sex to the serotonin playlist. I just sat there and cried because I felt so overwhelmed. Like, what did I do to deserve this? And I just cried. Like, I ugly cried. And all he did was caress my face and say, Sarah, baby girl, let it out. Whatever you feel and let it out. And he made so much space for my tears. And even offered to take me hiking in the morning to do a ceremony for my brother. And offered for me to talk to the mountains about my brother because I didn't want to talk to him. Like, what kind of angel is this man? So I go to the funeral. As soon as I got back to L.A., he said, are you here? I said, yes, I'm here. He comes to pick me up that night. And I said, yo, I got to tell you something. And he's like, what is it? I was like, the entire time I was with my mom, I couldn't be sad. He said, what do you mean? I said, it's literally like you were with me. Like when I'm with you, I feel so high and I feel so good. And I felt like your energy was with me, like your aura was protecting me, like like you would let me feel no pain and you just let me be strong and like, I don't know, sound crazy. And he was like, no, Sarah, I'm always with you. Like, I love you so much. We're so connected. He was like, but my problem is you're always fighting this. You act like it's not real and it is real and everything between us is so natural. So stop fighting it. And I was just like, (sighs) Back quiet, back shock. As time is going on, I am meeting more women. I am loving on them as well. Like, we're going to concerts. We're going to shows. I'm like, girl, bring your cousin in there. Bring your friend. Like, we're going. He's telling everybody, Sarah, this is my lover. I love her. I adore her. Like, I'm never feeling disrespected. I never feel like anybody is competition for me. I never feel like, oh, if he likes her, if he goes and fucks her, he's not going to like me. Like, I never felt that way one day. I thought this man's love was so beautiful that girl if you could get any ounce of it I want you to get some too because it's so beautiful and I want you to know this is real like I don't own this man and if he loves you that does not take away from me until I met this one girl every time I was around her she had an attitude she looking at me crazy she always saying more stuff to me I'm like, you know, I'm not confrontational. Like, I know who I am. I know what kind of energy I bring in this space. Like, I I don't know why she's acting like this. And one day he leaves us together. And she was telling me that 
I was some bitch who was just fucking. I said, what you mean? Like, I'm not no bitch who just fucking. Honestly, I thought you were a bitch who was just fucking. And that's why you be acting like this. And she's telling me all about their relationship. And she don't know who I am. And I was just like, I'm serotonin. Like, what do you mean? Like, who are you? And so I confront Music Bay about this. And I'm like, oh, so I'm some bitch who just fucking. Like, oh, you got me fucked up. And he like, no, no. He was like, wait, I'm not even about to argue with you about this. Like, both of y'all know, like, I'm not a monogamous man. I'm dating multiple women. And I haven't lied to anybody. So if this is too much for you, you can just leave. Oh, my God. I got to cry in my eyes out. I ran out that room crying so hard. I come back. Southside Chicago then came out on this nigga. I'm like, you got me fucked up. I'm like, so I'm some bitch who just fucking, I was like, what you don't understand is you're not my man. I said, you're a good time and a good time only, sweetheart. And when the good time is over, baby, I'm out the door. So it seems like it's time for me to go. And he was just like, no, 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 no. It's the problem here that you think you're a bitch. I'm just fucking, I said, ain't that what I said? He must have looked at the other girl. He said, if anybody in this room is a bitch, I'm just fucking, it will be her. I met her on Instagram because I wanted to fuck her. I fucked her. I introduced her to my friends because I think she's cool. I told her you are my lover, and obviously she's lying, so you got to go. And I was just like, damn, and she got to crying. I told him to order me an Uber home. She gets in the car with me. I'm like, okay, maybe she's going to her cousin's house. You know, her cousin does live down the street. We spent the next two weeks together, and I loved on her for two weeks. I fed her. I made sure that she was okay emotionally. I made her baths. We prayed together. We meditated together. We talked about our goals together. We even spent Thanksgiving together on the beach. It was really, really beautiful. And I talked to her a lot about, like, sisterly things, her self-esteem. We really developed this really beautiful relationship to the point where a year later, she hit me up and she was like, Sarah, no one's ever taken care of me the way you took care of me. No one's ever loved on me the way you loved me. And I know we met in a really crazy way. But I really want you to be the godmother of my child because the way you loved on me, I want my baby to have that same kind of love. And I was just like, oh, my God. I'm just so grateful and so honored that we did not allow competition to be a factor in our relationships. So this experience is such an important time of my life because... I really learned that after experiencing a serious traumatic event, learning to love myself and learning to like really show up for myself, I had the opportunity to really meet somebody who loved me as much as I love myself plus some more. And I learned to truly love somebody for who they were, not who I wanted them to be for me specifically. And through that, I met these beautiful women with these beautiful souls who I still to this day consider my soul sisters I mean we travel and we see each other and when we're having life crisis we talk to each other about them and we meet each other's families and 
we would have never been able to establish these relationships had we not been fucking the same guy. And although I don't do that polygamous shit no more, because I mean, it was an experience in my life, but it's not my lifestyle. I learned that I am worthy of love and that all I have to do is be love to be loved. I just need to show up for myself. Thanks for listening. To learn more about our team, head to youhadmeatblack.com slash about us. Peace.